Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And welcome back, everybody, to Sure It'll Be Grand. We're a bit late this week uh, due to real-life stuff. As always, we have the rule. Real-life stuff takes priority until this becomes a paying gig. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I hope you had, all, had a great week. Um, Owen's here as well. Yes, I oh, am. Owen. Yes. I'm here. How I'm, was... I'm fine. I'm fine, yeah. yeah. Good I, week? Yeah, it was okay. It was fine. It took me... Taking me, uh, taking me till now actually to just digest the episode. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, between this and uh, this week's House of the Dragon, I think my brain is melted. Oh, yes, everything's exploding. Uh, no, I, I am. So for me, um, I'm not as much of a Game of Thrones fan as other people think I should be. Uh, <laughs> I've always had the experience, like when I I come home, um, to like where Owen and I grew up. And we'll meet some of the lads from, you know, the school we went to. And they say, oh, man, what do you think of the latest episode at the time like, of Game of Thrones? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I'm not really my thing. And, went, and they're always just bemused up to, like, baffled that I'm not into this show. Because, <laughs> you know, I think it's fair to say most people who even slightly touched off of me in social circles uh, where I'm quite geeky but yeah I don't know uh, Game of Thrones never really digged into it but what I'm saying here is like don't hate the show and I'm kind of waiting until this season finishes um, and then I'll go back and watch it you know in one nice chunk because I, I have a feeling if I try to watch it I might just stop and move on once I get caught up mm, yeah I mean it, it's been nice uh, watching it weekly to be honest, it's very, very good. I will say that. Yeah, no, I hear. I heard, especially like episode three onwards, it gets very <laughs> especially excellent. episode all of them. <laughs> yeah, this, well, week's, no, I, I, this week's one I was I fucking the, yeah. nuts. As was I the, one, the first two episodes, nuts. which I like the first episodes, but they weren't like it. It wasn't that out there, to be honest with you. Oh, it surely is now. Things are okay, cooking in the world of House of the. Thrones of Dragon game. Oh, very good. But uh, we're talking about another house. Not a house, a world. And that is the world of Middle-earth and beyond with Rings of Power. I think it's fair to say that even people who don't like Rings of Power, and that's fine, like this episode was a bit of a standout in general. Small bit. Yeah, yeah, just a tad, just yeah. a, a wee yeah. bit. You could, you could say the landscape has changed uh-huh. from here on in. <laughs> yeah. If one wanted uh, to, they could say that. Not me personally. I'd never stooped that low. One thing we'll get there, but one comment about it. I talk about how it was scientifically inaccurate for how that worked, and I'm just like, oh, all right, okay. I mean, <laughs> what? Why? Yeah, okay, man. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's not how geology works. Whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. What you talking but about? <laughs> are there also like laws about throwing stuff into volcanoes? Because 
just the kinetic change of energy can like you know cause a bit of bubbling again i don't know i don't know i'm not a volcanologist i don't care yeah 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 anyway uh, i'd say we should get into it we shall So right off the bat, this is Galadriel, and Galadriel only. There are no dwarfs and no hobbits. There are, uh, there are Arondir and Bronwyn also. Yeah, but look, if, if we separate these things up into what storylines we're following, this is the Galadriel line that we're following. Uh, yeah, I mean, those two stories have now have come together, finally. Yeah. The first instance of the various threads being woven into one another. You'd imagine going forward, that's how most of it is going to happen as well. I think the rest of the stories will become part of Galadriel's thing to yeah, a certain yeah. extent. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I guess what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's, it's mostly Galadriel. But I will say, I really have, like, changed my mind on Bronwyn and Arendir. Like, I, I think we were saying at the beginning of these podcasts, cast about this um show was like it was probably the more boring and it felt like more flat characterization um, from this. I, I definitely have grown like i i actually really like bronwyn now like there's actually something to him like he oh not bronwyn aaron dear um there is something to him it's not anymore the kind of flat sort of stoicness you know we see he cares about stuff it's just how he emotes. And we actually see a little bit like emotional shit from him this episode as well. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with you there, to be honest. I think he's been like this since the beginning. Like the 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 he clearly he was the one he was the only elf of his company that I think has ever demonstrated that he thought of the humans they were watching as anything well, other yeah. than like potentially bad guys and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's a it, fucking it in the script he said it. Badass. He was very much like flat in the face about most things. Like he's very much like cold, detached elf. For a he he still has things that he thinks. Hey, you know we know what the things that he thinks should be done, and we see that he's kind of has a, you know, I was going to say a soft eye. That's not the term, um, but he he <laughs> yes. has an eye for such humans. Such lovely, just such lovely soft eyes, Aaron. Has, this we literally see him bubbling with emotion at certain times. Um, you know when. Bronwyn and Arendir are like making um, promises to each other about the coming battle and saying like we're going to make it through this and you and your kid, Theo we're going to move on from here and we're going to be a family and mm-hmm. you have to promise me this and he's he can't say it but you know he's, he's overwhelmed by emotion yeah, true we, we haven't seen him being overwhelmed by emotion and to be, f- but even then, even stuff like when we see him in the keep, and he's just showing, um, he he's just showing Theo, um, how to do archery better and all that kind of stuff. We start seeing, I think, a more connected elf. He's kind of been pulled down from the guy that looks over this local area to, you know, someone who's part of this. These people are now, yeah, part of his personal story. They're not anymore, you know, like how elves are. The human lives are blink. Now he's kind of starting to live at our speed, 
you know, a human speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's mostly a Galadriel story now. But we start off with Arondir and Bronwyn, and they're organizing, um, you know, trying to still survive in this tower. Um, Adar is daring away. He's like getting his people and his orcs scared the orcs. Uh, he has humans now on his side as well from the village, and he 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 says some interesting things. He says he doesn't want slavery anymore for his people, his brothers and sisters. He doesn't want them to be enslaved. He wants the chains to be gone. Yeah. And that was an interesting one because, as I said, are they going to make the orcs? more sympathetic i think they're i think they were trying to which yeah. i thought was really interesting in that the the scene where adar or adar or whoever the fuck when he's giving he's giving like a like an impassioned like battle speech to yeah. the orcs and everything also just to be clear not a battle speech as in he is their master a battle speech as in he is i fight alongside of you he's at the, their level he is talking about his brothers and sisters. It's almost Aragorn esque. It's very uh, King Theoden, the right yeah. of the Rohirrim type. Like we, yeah. we are, we will do this together. This is for our. We fight for our future and for our our brethren and all this kind of stuff, which is really a really different perspective on orc people generally. Yeah, like it's not like they've ever been shown. There's the the odd like outlying case of like an orc speaking in the Peter Jackson movies and having some yeah. sort of a personality but mostly they don't they're mostly just yeah. cannon fodder like restaurant menus and that kind of thing you know they they do yeah they they mostly just like <laughs> order just we've known about orcs things like that. About. <laughs> but yeah they're very yeah it's I thought that was really interesting actually to see that and to to see his perspective on uh yeah. what he's doing I, I guess. think a big part of it though is he is a twisted elf. Now we feel like he genuinely cares about them, and as we've seen in previous episode, like he gets emotional when some of them die, and they seem to genuinely care about him. This is not one of those things. Oh, he's the master, or oh, he, it's convenient to keep him around because he's proper. No, he is the only thing I've ever seen orcs care about. Yeah, you know? they're certainly not being driven to this uh, through fear or or anything. Yeah. Like it's not like they're like. This is our lot in life now. We just get on with it. We just eat and kill things and do whatever yeah, we're doing. What the Dark Master tells us. Yeah. He, he's, he, yeah, he's, he's impassioned the orcs into believing in this cause, in a yeah. sense. Like, the, he is genuine. Well, I don't know if he's genuine, but he is trying I think to. He, just, I he's, think he's he has promised the orcs a home of their own and that this is how they're going to do it. And he's. Yeah. Do you know they'll finally have a place where they belong in the world and things like that, which is um, not how I ever thought I'd come to think of Mordor, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and even he he plants some seeds, which is very elvish, and it's to live, um, have life despite of death, despite death or something along the lines. When he's planting the seeds, that's what he's saying to them. So like. We get to a little later on when he talks with Galadriel, um, with about orcs, and we'll talk about it then. But it's some really interesting th- things with the orcs. I, I, I really adore it. Um, 
Right. So we get a bit of a helm steep moment. Um, the orcs and uh, the bad Southlanders come up to their tower, and that's where they flip around. Because rather than trying to stay inside of their tower and defend, they let them in and trap them in the tower and try to kill them all while they're inside. With some, re- like, there is some little iffy CG um, puppetry going on with uh, some of the moves um, from Arendir and how he, like, closes gates and stuff. But again, it, I like what they do with his kind of elvish powers. Like, even though it's still fantastical, it's still stuff you expect. Like, yeah, if you had, like, 200 years to practice this, you could probably do this. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's And he kind of makes a point of that as well. Like, we always have this idea that elves are perfect, and they they just are naturally great at the stuff. But when he's talking to, like, Theo, says, yeah, no, I had to study, like, 200 years before I could shoot as well as I could do now. And it's just like, I love that. Again, they're kind of dragging elves and orcs all into kind of like more realistic positions of what they are in this world, you know? We, which I'd imagine a lot of people are not going to be happy with. No, they're not. But um, I, I mean, look, I understand. Look, I think when we were kids and we watched the elves um, in Lord of the Rings and Legolas doing his cool shit and elves and all, we thought, that's cool. Elves are cool. This is what elves do. Fair enough. Um, but I kind of like a little bit more personalization, especially because Tolkien himself had a big problem with orcs. He had this whole issue about, I don't know if I want them to be corrupted, if they're corruptible. I don't know if I want orcs to be made by Melkor, because he's like, Melkor can't make things. He's not, doesn't have the power of creation. So he didn't want to create a species that was completely not redeemable. Like, that was a big thing about him. And I think this show kind of tags that line a bit. Mm, yeah, know? well, we know where they've landed. We know which uh, which draft of Tolkien's notes they've decided to base the orc history but on. The really, the really cool shit about that, though, is that, yes, they do, but when later on, we'll get to when Galadriel is talking to Adar, they bring up both points that Tolkien had and ideas he had about the orcs and there's almost a discussion as if, hey, let's talk about the theories about the orcs, you know? Mm. Um, but anyway, look, we'll move on from there. Be like, I, I feel like a quarter of the army gets wiped out of the tower for this, like, one cool maneuver. Something like that. Like, it's, 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 it's a, a decent chunk. A considerable amount of them. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. The, uh, the humans are uh, surprised. I think that any of them would have survived it. To be honest, it's a pretty big yeah. collapse. Yeah, pretty big tower falling down. Yeah, and the humans are at the bottom, and they're looking at this happening. I'm still wondering why did you stop to look? You probably just should have just gone, no matter what. Like, it's just what's not their very plan cool. B? You know, they're not cool people. They cool people don't. Flaws. If they were cooler, they wouldn't look back. Uh, explosions. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> they head back to their village, which is completely empty, and we see people are terrified, and Arendir does the Aragorn as well. Aragorn kind of 
Helm's Deepish, like, you know, I will fight along with you, and I promise you, you will see the next day. You know, that it's, again, it's really great to see him being passionate. Maybe that's what I meant more. Like, he wasn't really passionate in previous episodes. But here we actually see it. It's outwards, and it's, maybe he realized, no, you know what? Humans are thick. They don't see passion if you're not like projecting it. So I better start putting out there. Yeah, I think I think maybe he's um, if he were like even when like a, a little bit later when he meets uh, other persons of his yeah. kin, you can see there's a lot more of like unspokenness happening between them where they both yeah. seem to like garner. They ca- it's just a lot of like kind of looks and nods and sort of things. Like, not, yeah. Things not being said. And I think maybe yeah. that's, that's fine between elves. Aren't you now is like, oh, I'm actually going to have to use words with these people. So you're going <laughs> to have to like, to have to actually <laughs> tell them what I'm feeling. They're not just going to pick yeah. it up by looking at me. Like, yeah. But again, I kind of like it as well because, you know, I mean, he wasn't exactly angelic looking before, but like the rougher he's had it, like it's where his clothes get dirtier and he gets grimier, the more human he's getting. I kind of mm. dig that as well. And maybe that's the whole talk about, um, we see later on with Halbrand and Galadriel and they're both sitting down and they talk about how fighting alongside each other as humans and elves, if they could keep that energy and make it a part of themselves, like, they love that. So there's this, there seems to be this natural draw for elves and humans to be in an alliance. And we know that they'll have to be again in an alliance. Um, no, they will. Battle against and we Sour. know they will, yeah, certainly. Yeah. But we, we already see bits of it in this one, I think. Um, but yeah, so they get the village ready. We kind of should pop over to Galadriel. Galadriel is on the boat. I think it's it's one, some of my favorite um, things in the show is the writing in this episode because I understand for um, audiences on TV, we, we can't always have 100% like flowery language. There has to be a little modern talk there as well. But Galadriel and Sildor are talking about each other and... I just genuinely found the lines kind of beautiful because one thing Isildur um, says is like, I I want to get away from here. Uh, that's not the real Numenor anymore. Um, it's, it's, he says, what does he say? Um, I was just trying to get away as far as I could from that place. Numenor, it is not Numenor, not the, not the real Numenor anyway, if it ever existed. And Galadriel says, it exists. It, it exists still, if only it has the lowliest stable sweep. Because we get this lovely line as well that, hey, just because you're a stable sweep, that's not a bad thing. Because humility has saved entire kingdoms, and pride has just about ruined most other kingdoms. And like, it's such a Tolkien way of talking, and it actually gave me chills when it happened. Yeah, uh, it was nice, I guess. I get, I get, I I understand what you're saying. I mean, yeah. I I agree with the points that uh, yeah. Galadriel was trying to make. I think it was a bit. Um, I, I'm not sure how to describe it, but because of the fact that she was talking directly to Isildur, who yeah, I mean, he's not he's not a stable hand, right? Like he's yeah. he isn't just some some yeah. dude who's brushing the stables. He's fucking yeah. Isildur. So it felt yeah. it it was a little bit pointed to me in the sense that it was kind of like. 
I don't know if they were going for some sort of foreshadowing thing, and I guess that's probably what they were doing. They're, you know, they're it's, like, it's not it's, foreshadowing it's, though for us. <laughs> no, but I'm not, I, but yeah. as in like they're. Yeah. It felt it felt pointed just because it was a sealed door she was saying it to, because like we yeah. know we know where he ends up. We know yeah. what a sealed door is gonna do. Like he, do you know what I mean? He's a king. Yeah. Or he will be okay. soon. Um. I agree with you to an extent. Just to quickly say, but I'd say as far as. I think because we do know what's going to happen, this is less of showing the virtue of who Theodore can be. Because really, nothing he says really shows that he is more to the eye. I think it's more about to show like Galadriel knows her shit. Like Galadriel. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, I think, yeah, most likely. She also gives us a, there are first direct comparison between the eyesight of a human being and an elf. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, okay. know, we, we should just have a section for this fucking episode. This is a, I'm going to keep, I'm going to be watching out for more comparisons <laughs> like this in every single episode from now on. Okay, I need elf specifics. as good as I can see him, a pilot in his plane on Middle Earth right now. That's what he's going to say. Yeah, somebody's going to say it. I'm just waiting for it. I'm, somebody's going to walk out with a fucking scouter on and just look at Galadriel and go, ah, <laughs> Her eye. she's she's put all her stat points into eyesight like most yeah, elves. Yeah. elves get an automatic plus twenty yeah. to perception checks. Yeah. Like, I, sure, I do line. like the like the little talking bits between Galadriel and humans though, because I mean that's always been kind of what Galadriel was about, even like in Lord of the Rings. She's this like arguably the most high and mighty elf lady you'll ever meet, but she's always like looking at like humans and dwarves and hobbits and going like. Nah, you're good too. <laughs> like, she seems to like... Because, I mean, a big part of her story is just like she has basically put the middle finger up against like the biggest, massive, most famous elves in history. But she sees the value in people like Gimli, who's just this humble dwarf. And I, I like that they're touching on that in this as well. I Yeah, I, I would say that's... um, It's a, the strongest glimpse of that Galadriel... Um, yeah. Or so then, it's one of the it's one of the only instances so far where a lot of them in previous episodes have been, and in this too is when she speaks with Elendil, and it's um it's that it's a showcase of the other side of Galadriel and perhaps what she yeah. not only what she will be someday but what she probably is now uh, if she could ever manage to put down her f- crusade kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's twisted up as fuck, and we really see it in this episode. Like you know, even later on, we see she's she is messed up on this. Um, she's not in her natural state. No, no, not at all. She's yeah, she's fucked, man. Yeah, she wants to just make little paper boats and put them into the river. That's her thing, you know. That's that's what Caladriel's. That's her life choice. I as mean, an elf. Isn't that basically what she does in like, the Lord of the Rings when she sees off the lads, puts them on a boat, like, off the girls. <laughs> greatest paper boat builder. That's what yeah, Galadriel yeah, yeah. would spend her hundreds of years learning. Yeah, but they, they'd be fucking amazing. You think, couple of, why would you waste your time and then you see this stuff she does and goes, okay, never mind, this is actually pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, nice mm, I, okay, fine. It's a worthy cause, <laughs> yeah. Galadriel. You go for it, <laughs> alright? You deserve it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we'll flip that. Well, she talks to Isildur's father. I um, okay, go on. just while we're on the topic of Numenorians and on boats, how big are those boats? 
Okay, no, I, right. I, I uh, David, who is on Short of the Crown, had a post up about this, and yeah, where is it? Of, How big are those boats? Yeah, like, like a really big underneath the water. That's what's going they're on. They're like right? submarine. There's, it's like an yeah. iceberg situation underneath the boat. Because genuinely, <laughs> even when Galadriel is talking to Isildur, there's nobody else around. It's like yeah. just the two of them standing on the prow of the boat. It doesn't look that big. Like it's no, they're not no. massive ships, and she they explicitly were only sending what five of them, and then one got blown up, so maybe four. Like, yeah, and again, and then she said five hundred men up really because like was it just explosive <laughs> wine in like a deck? It was oil, I think. What your man oil, said wasn't yeah, it? But like, it's, oil. why have they got so much oil with them? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's five hundred men. Love Caesar salads. They yep. need to have that fucking sprinkle. There's like there's supposed to be five hundred soldiers and five hundred yeah. horses on these boats, right? Which yeah. even like across four, if it was across five boats, there's still a hundred dudes on this on any one boat plus horses and, and we supplies and weapons and like. Yeah, what? we see the same. Because they see like shares an apple with um. One of the horses, which is weird, but never mind. Um, but yeah, he shares an apple with, and like this, what twelve horses we see in that stable at most. Yeah, it's it has to be a multi-deck tiered system yeah, thing yeah. going on. In it's the look, they, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's something the elves taught them. It's grand. <laughs> probably look. I mean, yeah. they are they are people of the sea. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. They figured look, this look, out. A second ago, we gave out about the fucking volcano. Let's. You know, let's get some. Let's look. It. I think this is where the CGI butch. They went. It's not worth putting out another hundred boats. Look, we'll just work with. We'll just look. They know we're traveling. This boat's there. Let's move on. You know. All right. Okay. I'll put down my sword just for this one. <laughs> but I want my you all. Ass. I want everyone to know. I am still thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It, it'd be just some fucking elvish bullshit. Uh, like that's just like, yeah, and it's just like asking like, how will we bring the horses with us? There's no way. I'll show you, and then it just swipes forward. Like, wow, that really worked. How did you do? <laughs> what it? an incredible plan, Galadriel! Thank you for your teaching. Anyway, I've got it. The boats are actually made of paper, just as Galadriel. Is famous for making. They, it's a fold-out situation. Yeah, no, she's folded okay. the boats with yes. wood. No, it's still yeah. wood. Mm-hmm. She's folded still, it in a certain way. Yeah, wood, paper, they're all from the yeah. same source. She's yeah, folded yeah. them, all right? And then when they yeah, land, yeah. they unfold, and all the horses are like, oh, cool, that was nice. And you just have, the, like, a scene where, like, the um, Numenorians are just like, the magic of elves. Those crazy, crazy elves, huh? <laughs> yeah, um, anyway. So... They're get yeah, they're getting ready to uh defend the village. Um we this episode does a lot of like, hey, we're the Lord of the Rings universe, as you know. Uh <laughs> there's a lot of it in this like the how the tower collapsed as well early on was pure like sour undefeated, like inner collapse, rubble flying out sideways. Very much a like a at least a tip of the cap to it. In this we have Theo going, I can fight! Alright, calm down, Ewan. Uh, you know, <laughs> chill out here. Yeah, listen, and Theo, man, yeah. just relax. Yeah, and then he says, Ma, can you tell me what you used to say as a kid? And we just get two Samwise Gamgee um, speeches put into one. You know, one is about this passing shadow, and the other one is about seeing the stars and seeing that there are there are some things that even 
the darkness cannot touch. So we, we get these like this mismatch of them. And look, I I like these things, but if anything in the show drew me out of the fantasy of it, it's hearing the quotes coming back again and again mm. and just being referenced. It's it's a little bit it's the laziest thing the show is doing, in my opinion. I look, listen, look. In terms of those scenes, the one between Aaron Deere and Bronwyn when they're alone and he's, he gives her the seeds and he talks about yeah. the el- an elven tradition of planting life before death. Which, by there. the way, must be um, a tradition that started on Middle-earth because they didn't have a concept of death. So when yeah. they talk mm-hmm. about it, yeah, it must yeah. be fairly yeah. new in their culture. Like, Yeah, and I, that scene, right, listen, I'm well, I'm famous around these parts for a man who likes a bit of romance. In his you do are, things, yeah. all right. I love it. I, it's one yeah. thing I'll always say: never just put a bit of more romance in it. Let's go. Right. <laughs> Listen to a princess diary. <laughs> the, it, the prince, no, sorry. We didn't princess, do the princess the, the diary. Princess, which one did we do? Which one did we do? Uh, a, a, a princess, pr- the Christmas, Christmas pr- a Christmas princess or whatever. The fucking <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> princess <laughs> trilogy on Netflix. Whatever the fuck, I don't know. Can't remember right now. I'm talking about Lord of the Rings. We can only contain these yes, two elements. I can't that. do if I I can only focus on the Lord of the Rings or other things at any one time, right? That's it. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Anyway, that scene was a, a like it wasn't necessarily what they were saying, right? I think it was the soundtrack. The soundtrack that was going on with this like really this like sweeping romantic violin score thing happening yeah. in the background. They kept like swelling and rising when they were like holding hands and stuff. And I was like, it it was a bit cliche. It was very yeah. very like nine. It was very like black and white like forties romance movie when you just ex- you just like you want the moon. I'll 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 throw a lesson. <laughs> it was it was kind. I was yeah, just yeah. like. I mean, it's ah, not... Ah, you see this tree? There used to be a bell. I looked after the trees. You see? And she... <laughs> you say the secret, Brown, when is you gotta plant the seeds before the battle? But it was like... <laughs> I, I just thought... Not that I'm against that. It just felt a little bit out of place with everything else that was happening. Was, I was kind of just sitting there going, oh, they really... Just for this one scene, they really leaned into the... the it was the score in particular, yeah. I think, was very... um, yeah, Overly dramatic in places... Or and we see Aaron Dia blubber a bit as well, you know, that kind of stuff, you know? There's yeah, a yeah. lip quiver going on here, like. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, battle commences. <laughs> um, it's it's in the dark. Um, Theo is inside the hut with uh, the elderly and the sick and the children, and the village has to defend. And, yeah, the um, I think the orcs were surprised there was any kind of resistance because they they just kind of came all together. Well, what looked well, like orcs. Yeah, so yeah. the townsfolk's plan works, but so yeah. does the orcs. I guess yeah. is, the, is the way I'm looking yeah. at it. They, they do a weird <laughs> thing with yeah with hay being rolled down a hill and things blown up, and then they shoot whoever's left, and there's a you know big old battle. Um, we're made painfully aware. By the way, at this stage, by irony, having a battle with an orc, that did you know orc blood is black? It's black for ten minutes, dripping on your face. It's black. All right, did you it get that? I <laughs> have to say, I was black. actually the, the thing that sh- the thing that shocked me about that scene, and a, a lot of this episode was the gore. Yeah. Like it's not it's not as fucking disgusting looking as like as 
Game of Thrones presents things yeah. like that. But I was quite surprised at the the, the amount of blood and 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 yeah. horrific injuries and things happening to people. And it was and it was ninety nine percent well done. I say ninety nine percent because we saw the dr- blood dribbling and the slicing. But there's one moment where I think someone hacks down on the orcs and there's a splash of the most FX blood ever put onto screen and it's like okay calm down (laughs) um but yeah the the battle and like you know we see like the spike being pulled out of this orc's face um because he's about to use it to impale and to be honest right like i know i've watched movies i watched tv shows i know he was going to be saved in the last moment but they really dwelled on that last moment over his face for a very long like when Aaron Deere's like on his back against the well and the orc is just pushing it down and pushing it down and pushing it down. And then he's like, okay, now she's going to come out of nowhere and like hit him with a frying pan or something. You know, you know, something like that. But then it just continues and continues and continues. And I'm like, are they going to have him lose an eye? Is that, are they going to go like really show how much like divinity argument he has lost? I I honestly think... Because uh, it it does go on. For, it is it. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is co- quite drawn out that instance. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about it. Like, I think for a show like this, for the writers, it it's difficult. Probably considering the most of the main cast are established characters who we know yeah. have a future and have lots of things to accomplish that they must c- accomplish. Unless you're gonna throw whole heaps of stuff out, like. Isildur, Galadriel, Elrond, even Durin, like they 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 can't die or really get considerably yeah. injured or anything. So you have to have something. I think maybe I honestly thought because I was think it was I was thinking about it as it was happening. I thought they were actually going to kill him. Yeah. I I honestly I, I thought he wasn't going to get saved maybe and Arondir was going to die um as a way to really drive home how serious this things things have become because they can't yeah. do it with any of the rest of the characters they can't no, not like really. Isildur is not gonna we know Isildur and these people they're yeah. not gonna die it's not like Is- Isildur's not gonna lose a limb or anything either like we yeah. know that they have places and to then, go and the son of the king lifted the blade off his father because he has a prosthetic by the elves yeah, Galadriel, they, Galadriel made one out of paper for him. Yeah. It's like, like we yeah. know that stuff is not going to happen, really. Even like we know these people survive for, yeah. until they at least accomplish what has to be done. So it's yeah. it's um yeah maybe I don't know. I thought maybe they were going to kill him. They didn't. Obviously, he does. I, get I mean, saved, I I think we are going to have a tragic ending for Arundi and Bronwyn. I mean, they are star cross lovers, like the epitome of that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, but yeah, she saves them, and they win the battle. Um, you know, some people have died, and they're a little upset, but in general, he walks around and says, oh my god, I was lying against that well for a half an hour, but you did it, lads. Fair fucks. Um, and then he notices blood. Did you know orc blood is black? I didn't, but I do now. Yes. After this instance, <laughs> after this episode. Yeah. Um, but he sees one of the bodies and there's red blood coming out underneath. And he realizes he opens the mask and I think other people around him start to check as well. And they are the fellow villagers that joined Adar. And they've basically killed their own people. 
and a mm-hmm. house divided yeah. amongst itself cannot stand. You know. Yeah, and well, this is what I was saying about how so the the villagers' plan to defend the village worked. Yeah. Essentially, sort of. Like it yeah. works. They defeated their invaders and they were happy. But Adar had a plan as well. And his plan also yeah. worked for to, until us, you know, certain things yeah. arrive with the dawn. But there's a part of me that wonders, like, you know, when the humans were fighting the humans, that the bad humans, do you think they may have just like as they were realizing they were losing the battle? No, wait, hold on, hold on. It's me. Sorry. I think we can actually fight them now, depending how you've been doing here. <laughs> can I be on your side again? Yeah, it's a strange one. It's like, um, I mean, in fairness, I, I didn't see it coming when it happened. Yeah, I um, was completely blindsided by it, yeah. But yeah, when you really think about it, it, it is strange that n- none of the cowardly menfolk who sided with the orcs, like, not one of them, like, begged for mercy or, like, shouted out or, like, said anything in the midst of yeah. battle. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They were just... Yeah. And there were some orcs with them. We saw actual orcs yeah. being killed. And a lot of them... To be honest, like it's not like they were all men. Oh, I say it was like fifty-fifty Southlanders and then orcs. Like, it, yeah, I don't I, even. I don't, I don't even know if it was fifty-fifty. To be honest, like it's it's, yeah, I don't know. It was. I get it. It was. I think more so as well designed to to just kind of. So just to dishearten the townspeople as well. To be honest, but at the same time, in all honesty, if he if Adar had just sent all of his force at the village, I think they would have crushed them. Yeah, but I know why they didn't. Because they already walked into a trap once. Why would they do it again? Send some of the Yeah, true. And I guess ex- if this was if this was regular uh orc depictions that we were used to, yeah. their leader wouldn't have <laughs> he wouldn't have hesitated to throw them into another trap, to be honest. Would it just yeah. been a no, but it, I guess at our at our actually cares about it. It's a psychology thing. And it's also a psychology thing. Because like they're gonna kill some of their own people now. And they're going to realize it. Oh yeah, yeah that's what I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I understand. Uh, it's it's still weird that none of the villagers went. Hey, it's me. But to be fair, those villagers were also assholes. So maybe they weren't that great of friends anyway. <laughs> um, to the village in the first place. Um, yeah. So we find out it's a trick, and a whole bunch of orcs are on the way, and they all run into the house because they are being shot down by arrows. Walking very slowly in slow motion, by the way, um, into the house. <laughs> like some of those people didn't have to die. He's like, lads, come on, just like, like you, you see like Aaron Deer, and he's shuffling a little bit when he's like carrying um, Bronwyn, who was shot in the back uh, through the shoulder. Um, but yeah, so first of all, Bronwyn's not good. Uh, they try to heal her. Apparently, there's no king's fault and weird elvish prayers that could help her this time. It's funny, you know, um, <laughs> but. They eventually, like, she is actually the one that figures out how to save her, which is, um, you know, seal the wound, get bit of fire, and, like, clog it up. And they, I think they use some of the seeds as well from the tree, um, and the bloods, they're mixing in, like, a, like a bam or something. Um, I, 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 something's crushed into it. Like. Yeah, it was, I think it was just to seal the wound. To be honest, yeah. he makes, like, a, just a, a mushy paste out of the seeds and some blood, and then he puts it yeah. in, and they, like, Sear it with, yeah, yeah. with fire to yeah. like close it properly, and then she loses conscience consciousness for a while. And they kind of think that she did, and you know she she makes it through again. That's sometimes how people complain about online. Say, oh no, she's dead. No, she's alive again. What the fuck's going on? It's like, 
cuts? Do you know about dramatic tensions? Have no. you? <laughs> yeah. What do you? Did you? At what point did she die? Like when are you? <laughs> Yeah, that would have been covered yeah, a bit was, more in the show. Her, like a doc, like a Middle Earth doctor going, uh, "Yeah, she's passed that sixteen time, time of death." Yeah, we like nobody. She's not. We don't yeah. see her de- if she died. If she was dead, like yeah. there would have been a bit more of a commotion. I think yeah. in the room. Yeah, and sure, maybe she looked like she was close enough because she was, and you know her blood pressure is not probably not the best. You know, with half her blood on the floor, she's pretty tired. But, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, you know? but um, eventually. Um, Adara comes in. There's a bit of a scuffle at first, but like they basically grab everyone, blades to the throat, and says, "Where's the blade?" And you know, I don't think anyone in the world can blame Theo for saying like because they start killing people, saying like, "Tell us where where the blade is. Tell us where the blade is." And Theo says, "I know what the blade is. It's there." And I, to be fair. I know everyone kind of looks and says, "Oh, Jesus! You shouldn't have said that." But afterwards, Aaron Deere seems very much like. Dude, <laughs> like, what were you meant to do? Really? Yeah, you know? like, no, nobody else, nobody can blame him except himself, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He seems torn um, up about it. Yeah. It probably, but, yeah. yeah, well, no. That's just, <laughs> Bill, yeah. And then we must overhear him because you yeah. start hearing. Uh, and honestly, when they're at the top of the hill at one stage. Okay, so here's an interesting imagery thing I noticed. Things are quite dark right now. It's the night time, and orcs obviously don't like the sun. When the Numenorians come over the hill, a lot of sun um, iconography, especially on her crown. So, like, even mm, though the yeah. sun's not there, the sun is still an ill omen towards them. Yeah. And I swear to God, like, they come in and they do amazing battles, and, you know, Galadriel does the Legolas jump thing about on horses where she can just like swing all around them and she's amazing um and uh halbrand uh saves ellen deal and it's it's a whole thing it's it's really gorgeous battle we see the, all the horses running in line and you know we're, we're thinking of rohan we're thinking of mustard or hiram more than anything i think it's fair to say right mm-hmm. like this is the most movie we've got so far yeah. Like, this is the most, like, oh, and even when Isildur's, like, hanging out with the queen, and he's like, can I go down there? Can I go down there? Can I go down there? And she goes, yeah, go on. Um, The first few notes of the music starting felt like the Rohirrim soundtrack. Like, mm. they're definitely referencing music with this music. Like, we know yeah. that the general music for the show was made by the guy who worked on the Tolkien movie, but then the rest of it was made by third parties. But in general, like this, this is when I started jumping up and started clapping because I was like, "Oh no, this this is the same feeling." This, like I've said before, this shows I really enjoy the show, but it doesn't exactly get to the heights of the Lord of the Rings, but it tickles it, which is nice. This full on scratched the itch of the movies for me when the battle commenced. This was a gorgeous way to do a battle. It felt heavy. It felt passionate. It felt like fuck's sake, thank God, there's a little less cynicism and there's now some heroes here who will defend you by any means possible. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think my brain broke. I think, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I spent much of this thinking, when we spent so long sitting here discussing, like, I wonder who Sauron is. I wonder if that guy is yeah. who he really is supposed to be. I wonder if this elf is actually this other elf from the, th- from the books. Yeah, yeah. and. 
my brain can't like wouldn't come out of that mode of watching this thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At one point, I sat there. The Numenorians were like arriving; they hadn't arrived yet, so you know, kept like cutting back to the Numenorians just riding through fields, and it was it looked yeah. like it was daybreak. Where then you go back to the village, and it was the middle of the night. Yeah. And my brain was like, ah, oh, they're going to arrive too late, or something else has happened. Oh, the 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 multiple fucking timelines things. The people in the yeah. village that actually happened like like 15 years ago yeah, and yeah. Theo is actually Halbrand and when he was talking yeah. about the stuff he, and my brain just oh, was I, cool, I was like I, it ha- they actually got there and saved everyone and went please shut up brain stop thinking about yeah. everything in this show like it's a big mystery alright yeah. we're allowed to just have heroes come and save the day <laughs> yeah yeah but god damn was it good though like this felt awe inspiring I think that was the best fantasy battle at least emotionally that I have seen on television. Oh, really? No. Yeah. I mean, look, this is the thing about Game of Thrones. I don't know. I, I haven't tuned asked much into but it. On television for me, this is some of the It's not. Best. It's, the, it's not. It didn't even come close to the Battle of the Bastards, to be honest with you. Do you think? Oh, no. Okay, fair enough. I, okay, I, I won't say anything because I think people will. It was good. It was good. I liked yeah. it, but I, I'm not, I'm not with you on the level of all. Okay, fair enough. To be honest. Well, that's grand. What do you guys think? Uh, was it as good? Was it less good as the Battle of Bastards? Let us know. Um, I, because I don't really want to argue with you. You know, I think this is very much a feelings-based thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, look, it's better than that last battle in Game of Thrones, though. The one that was all shot in the night. <laughs> you saw nothing. I, I could see. Yeah. You, I could <laughs> see. The uh-huh. <laughs> Galadriel loved that battle. She was just watching, House, like, "What's wrong, you guys?" House of, the, House of the Dragon actually this week really solidified itself as a Game of Thrones TV show because there's uh, massive complaints that everything was too dark and nobody could see anything. They shot a bunch of scenes. Uh, they did day for night, so they shot a lot of scenes in the daytime and then edited them to make it look like nighttime. Now everyone's yeah. saying it was too dark; they couldn't see anything. Yeah, typical Game of Thrones fashion, baby. Yeah. Uh, we should probably head um, a bit further into the plot quickly um, we have some nice um, scenes after the battle with Elendil and um, his son Isildur and it's almost Aragorn-esque where you know they're kind of petting we'll go to what Galadriel's up to and chasing whoever in a second but like we get this feeling that it's very Aragorn-like he's talking to the horse and like saying you know to calm down they make a point that hey you know your horse knows that you're fucking shitting yourself and he's like no it can't <laughs> yes it can and i don't know there's there's definitely a lot of like that dunedane vibe going on there and he said you know where did you learn how to like speak to your horse and it's like your mother and you know we kind of we also learned that his um Isildur's mother died in the sea which must be really hard for ellen deal with the whole the sea is always right <laughs> yep he's yeah. always right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> don't think he maybe he doesn't say that to his kids <laughs> dad mom is dead the sea is always right son alright she deserved to die yeah um, but we'll go over to what Galadriel's doing um, just before uh, Galadriel comes into the scene and has to go after Adar Adar talks to one of his human the innkeeper and says I have a task for you and then it cuts and we see Adar trying to escape um, after um, Arendir tells Galadriel, 
yeah, follow him. He has a blade. It can't be brought back to bad people. Go, Galadriel, go. And she's like, all right, whoever you are, you low-level piece of shit, I'll go and get him. And we almost got like a reverse scene of when um, the Ringrafts chase um, Arwen in the Fellowship. But this time, hmm. it's the good guys. And like, Galadriel says the same things to the horse, like in Elvish, to basically, hey, speed up. Go on, faster. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Get to, get to fuck, will you? Yeah. That's the direct um, translation into English. Yeah. Halbrand somehow catches up. Halbrand can move. Yeah, and goes ahead as and well. Fight. He, 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 Too many he things. Turns, yeah, yeah. And he comes back and he knocks down. Uh, he, well, he trips the horse with a spear and. They, he has Adder at the spear point and it's like, do you remember me? Oh, it's so... Like, it's <laughs> fucking... It's it's Thanos and Scarlet Witch from Endgame, yeah, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but <laughs> you took everything honestly, from me. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> but I think it goes also, because at this stage they know we're talking, like having theories and all that. And everyone's just like... Because I think Adar, Adar and this also talks about how he killed Sauron later on mm-hmm. like, so we're, we're at this point where we're looking at him in the spear and like do you remember who you and like Adar kind of starts guessing like, what, did I kill someone you loved a wife and then he kind of like says nothing about it. I was like he's going to say a husband I, uh, like the, the people who hate the, this show are going to hate it even more mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine like LGBT stuff yeah. like not in my room. but um, no imagine is it a child you know, and we start seeing like, yeah, there could have been something there. Maybe he had a, a full family of kids and everything, and Adar killed him. And Galadriel comes in, voice of reason says, "Look, we need to question him. This is not how you're gonna feel good anyway. This is not the right kind of revenge." Yeah, real fucking rich coming from Galadriel at this moment <laughs> in about in time. five minutes. And time. yeah, in in the next scene, she's gonna be on the exact opposite side of that fucking coin. Yeah. Like, what of all people yeah. to to they, be, you know, yeah. preaching the how revenge isn't gonna fix everything? Come on, yeah, come on, yeah. But I suppose, in a way, you could argue like it's in the forefront of our mind. She's probably constantly telling herself, "No, I I don't need revenge, but I need to do this." So there is this inner conflict. So maybe like the only reason she knew how to say it is because like she's reminding herself that the whole time, and then she gets stuck in. Then she does the same thing anyway, because she's a broken yeah. person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Adar is very like they, he gets captured, put into a shed. I think it's in the same shed where they found the blade in the first place, buried underneath it. And he's quite chill and he's kind of like lovelorn and sort of melancholy. And we have this kind of debate about where orcs are from. And Galadriel says, well, legend says that the original orcs are, were elves that were twisted. And he goes, uh, excuse me, uh, it's Uruk. Uh, <laughs> I'm an Uruk, yeah, we, you know. We prefer the term yeah. Uruk. It's more culturally yeah. sensitive. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, so he, like, for all intents and purposes, it seems now, he is what we understand is an Orc. He's the first generation Orc. The elves that were twisted into, by Melkor, into these twisted beings. That So... By their canon, if anytime you see orcs in the future, they are the twisted descendants of elves. 
Yeah, it's actually interesting yeah. to me because I don't think I ever really thought in much detail about what, like, specifically it meant that an elf was, like, corrupted and turned into an orc or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I guess I never really... It hadn't come into my mind that, like, the first generation of them would have just been elves that were, like, bad dudes. Yeah. Like, I guess it was... Just, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was kind of, like, putting them in... Is it, uh... <laughs> like, in the uruk are just, like, boiled in a pit by Saruman coming to me. Yeah, they, <laughs> so was, like, they just... Yeah, they, they just, like... <laughs> Melkor just grabbed a bunch of elves and threw them into a big pot yeah. of stew and they came out as an orc. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's kind of where uh, they talk about it as well. Like, the Law of the Rings takes the whole idea of taking them from the dirt and the soil, but... Like Tolkien never really explicitly spoke about how they were made in the modern day, and I mean, you know, we do get mentions of sisters of, with orcs, so they are definitely female orcs. They they probably just reproduce like humans do and elves do, you know. Just yeah, I'd assume at a much faster rate. Yeah, and probably um, having also like you know with sex with like wild men as well, and you know being not being picky on who they mix into their ill because you know they're they're like a poisoned species but he also makes a point that they're all children of the light even the orcs like their origin is still from the original and that's what that's Tolkien's whole problem he had he he wanted to make it so that they were beyond redemption but at the same time he says no they can't be beyond redemption if they're from the light of Elendil and that's why I love how much they play with the orcs this episode and previous episode. That, yeah, they are twisted monsters, but there is good in them. Yeah. You know? Not the light of Elendil. Elendil didn't. Not him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uru. Light of Uru. Luvatar? Luvatar, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Uru. Uru. Oh, no, Uru. In all of this, all along, Elendil created the orcs. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, but no, but it's not even that. I'm just talking about like, like every, like every single sentient species in Middle Earth comes from a Luvatar originally. The light of a Luvatar yeah, made them. I, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know. So, it, I find it interesting. He kind of looks down Galadriel and says, "Yeah, I mean, you might hate my people, but they are still holy people, as everyone else in the world is." And then Galarius like, I'm gonna kill them all and keep you alive and I'm gonna slit your throat. Yep. That's basically it. And then she tries to kill him. Yeah, and then... Immediately. <laughs> then over, uh -huh, excuse me, Lady Galadriel, uh, you can't do that. Oh, no. Revenge is a... Remember what we just talked about, Galadriel? <laughs> I really want, like, a good cop, bad cop, like, cop buddy... Halband and Galadriel are just yeah. constantly stopping each other from murdering things. Yeah, they're both the good cop and the bad cop. Yep. And it, just <laughs> when flip whenever the other one's bad cop, the other one's good yeah. cop. Just depends on what day of week it is. One yeah. of them is going to try and kill someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was, a, it was kind of a nice deep dive into the theories about orcs uh, in this conversation. Um, do you believe him, though? Yes, I do. Do you believe? Um, do you believe he killed Sauron? Oh no, absolutely. Well, I mean, maybe a physical version of him momentarily. I wouldn't be surprised. At least I think he thinks he killed Sauron. He, it yeah, may, he maybe does. Yeah, maybe. I, I do think. I think I'm more convinced now than ever that what's happening with Elrond 
is part of Sauron's plan because Adar mentions so basically that Sauron Sauron so Gladriel was right first of all Sauron took all his fucking people to the far north and he, he started I guess like experimenting and like he was trying to find um as Adar phrased it he was trying to forge something that would uh, basically let him like unite Middle Earth under his banner or whatever. Um, yeah, and he, and he was... talks about him actually in quite all because he says he wanted to perfect Middle Earth. He wanted to structure it. He wanted to make it work efficiently. Yeah, like Adar, even though he seems to hate Sauron, or at least hates the idea of being considered to be Sauron, still talks of him in a certain level. Of respect. Yeah, he hate. I think he grew to hate him. Is the thing. Because yeah. Sauron was was using orcs and that as like experiments sort of thing. He was like yeah, as slaves, as slaves, and he mentioned. was pulling pieces of them and experimenting yeah. on them and torturing them and stuff like that to try and figure out and, the thing. Yeah. And then Adar and says Adar, there's like, a just to say to Adar, these orcs are just elves as well. Yeah, he's wrong though. You they're know. not elves, but he <laughs> sa- Adar <laughs> says they're not. <laughs> but he says. Um, he says that something was missing. There was a piece missing that Sauron needed and some some piece of the dark spell that wouldn't reveal itself to him or of, whatever. Of the invisible it's, world yeah, as well. The unseen world is basically, he unseen was trying world, to forge yeah. something of the unseen world. It's the mithril, right? It has to be. Yeah, yeah. It has to be the mithril that he's got, that, that's what he needs to to forge yeah. the rings the ri- to, yeah. to succeed in this plan that he has. Um, and we know the rings are connected to the unseen world as well. Yeah. Not, just the main ring of power, but all of them, like the ring rafts slowly move into that as yeah. they get older. Yeah, so I definitely... Even Galadriel has some connections to the Unseen yeah. World. So I definitely think that's, I think whatever's happening with the Mithril storyline is Sauron is um, pulling strings on that yeah. side of the world to try and um, get what he wants, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll move on. This is a weird scene until the reveal for me. But so I didn't really catch the whole Adar telling the innkeeper to do a job for him. I should have realized what they were doing there. But um, Galadriel goes over to Arendir with the thing that Adar ran away with, the little package, what we assume is the blade. And he gives the blade to Adar and uh, um, no, gives the blade, not give the blade back to Adar. Here you go. Adar. Um, he gives it to Arendir, and Arendir looks at it and looks at Galadriel. And we're both like, I'm not sure what they're talking about right there in their eye fucking, but whatever. And then, you know, we go to Theo, and Theo's quite upset what happened. You know, it's, it's great, his mother's life, but he kind of he's upset. And Arendir kind of goes, over, Why are you upset? It's not just I'm upset. I miss the blade. It gave me a feeling of power. So we get a vibe that anything that Sauron has kind of made in the past has this tempting power. Like you feel it and you want it and you get addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Like the ring, like the blade. We also realize like you, the blade just can't be destroyed. But he then says, don't worry about it. Hey, I got a little present for you. And he gives him the package of what we think is the blade. And I'm just like, imagine if it was actually the blade. It'd be like the most fucked with it. Hey, this kid is addicted to this blade through dark sorcerer's means. Here you go. You, you, you treat yeah, yeah, yourself. Yeah, but like, that's not how he <laughs> says it. Okay. He doesn't just yeah. go, oh, you missed the blade. Well, here you go, man. Now you have it back. He said, yeah, he, te- he says like, well then, 
put it all behind you, like move on from it, like bury yeah. the past kind of thing. And Theo's yeah. like, how am I going to do that? And then he's like, here, use yeah. the thing that's causing you pain to... I can't. I think he said he's he's giving it to Theo so Theo can destroy it or something. Don't know how he's. Don't know what the plan is there. I don't know how he's going to do it. I also no. don't know why Galadriel gave it to Arondir in the first place. To be no, quite see, honest. no. Here's the here's the deal. Here's the deal. I think Galadriel and Arondir at this stage knew all of this was a bluff. I think they both knew by the time they actually had the package. They're elves. They just fucking felt it. They're terrible at Christmas time. They just know what's. Yeah, I mean, Galadriel definitely opened it as well, right? Like, there's no way she just left it wrapped up. She surely opened it and went, "It's just a fucking hammer. It's just a little. It's just an X." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I definitely think that's it. They both knew, and that was also, I think, Aaron Deer's way of going to Theo and saying, "Look, it's fine. We're going to move on from here because the blade is still out there, but we, our job now is to stop it." not to possess anymore and I mean it's too late because it turns out the sword is oh wait what we should say first of all um Halbrand is introduced to the southern folk south people and they're all like you're a king yeah awesome <laughs> you know and yeah, basically it. They, yeah. I, I guess they were so desperate that anyone could just come up and said yeah I'm your king oh thank fuck <laughs> like someone <laughs> Someone, I hope there's more than this village as well in the Southlands, by the way. Because if there isn't, man, you're a king. Just of like a king of 12 people, people in a field. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, there must be some more people out there. That has to be. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, we've discovered that the sword is a key. And we see the innkeeper. Uh, he's near the Hoover Dam. And he unlocks the the gates to the, this giant um, dam. That's that was actually that's actually Paula Foca. Oh right. yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Better, yeah, yeah. A better reference, Dan. Thanks. Yeah. Continue. Okay, sorry. I think for just by everyone else, they probably get what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and the giant um, mountain lake empties. We realize why the orcs were digging holes everywhere. It wasn't just to stay away from the dark. It was a way for the waters to be run to. Towards Mount Doom, though I think it wasn't called Mount Doom at this stage. Would have been a strange name to give it. Yeah, <laughs> mountain. Yeah, nothing sinister there. I got but, po- um, poor fucking. Is it Antimo? Is is one of his Hildur's friend, the guy that who who no longer wants to fight? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, literally. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> he. Lived, do you know what, remember what he says specifically? They were like, "So, what do you think of this place?" And he's like, "Well, it's uh, I like their mountain." Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> tough titties, Turkleton. <laughs> no mountain anymore. And you know what? I like that I don't get wet anymore. No water around here. Yep. No water. It's uh, nice weather. There's a lovely mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but we see all these streams of water, like, webbing their way to Mount Doom. And they're connected to, like, an, I, I forgot. what What's the term of the chamber inside a volcano? The, vol- the volcano hole. They, yeah, you should have been a volcanologist. You said you weren't, but there you go. Ah, uh, well, you know, you know. Um, and we see a whole gush of water, and the lava does not like this. <laughs> and there's a giant eruption. The ash, there's an ash cloud that's going across Mill, um, Middle Earth, well, kind of Middle Earth, some of Middle Earth, <laughs> the Southlands, and we see that though Adder had lost, he won. He has now created a realm 
where his people can walk during the day without burning. Yeah, he also escaped. From the giant ash cloud. He he did. Um, he just kind of lies down at one stage um, in the barn, and the ash cloud comes in, and then as it passes, he's gone. Yeah, it cuts back to where he was tied up right before the ash cloud breaks through the wall, and he's just not there anymore. I I, I kind of oh. have wondered, do you like break himself through the woods and just like went into all water slide down? Because we know there's like a stream underneath. It's possible. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And that's so Galadriel is standing in the village. Though it seemed like a victory and things were great, things have turned on their arse. Giant cloud is just envelopes Galadriel as she just stands there like a fucking pimp. Like she does not care. Well, she just a giant stares directly at it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> motherfuckers. Do you want another, to close your eyes? No. Nope. Another thing I have to kill. My yeah, God. I'm going to kill a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, and the orcs start chanting, fuck, I'm probably going to get this wrong. I think it's Udun. Um, Udun, yes. The name of this episode. Yeah, which is the name of the valley in Mordor. Yeah, which, yeah, which was meant to be originally um, a lake as well, I think, before it was turned into a valley. Mm, well, yeah, we don't really know. And it's yeah. theorized that it was created when Mount Doom was erupt- was born or whatever, but nobody yeah. really knows. But we, you can see it briefly. It's not named or anything, but you can see it in uh, in the Peter Jackson movies. It's where the Black Gate is, essentially. The Black Gate is yeah. at the top of it. Now, Peter Jackson made made Mordor a lot smaller, yeah. solely so that when they when Pippin and... Not Pippin, sorry. When Sam and Frodo are looking at the Black Gate, you can see the tower in the background. Yeah. It, real world scale, it's much, much further away from the yeah, Black Gate than that is. Like, the actually yeah. hiding it, Mordor like, is know? like a continent, basically. It's not like yeah, just yeah, a fucking, yeah. a couple of miles square. <laughs> Man, can I have like the biggest confession? I hate how Mordor looks on maps. It's just like this little square of mountains. It's just like, it's just like the least what? geographically correct thing. And I know we're giving now about geography again and science but it just looks so wrong especially because it seems like Sauron didn't have much to do with how those mountains were I I guess Morgoth probably did some work but like in general it's just it's weird that it's built no they were it was built like that anyway it was already like that and then Sauron chose it for his home because that's what I mean but it looks like such an unnatural thing it looks like someone made it you know yeah yeah, no, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, Sauron made changes to it. Yeah. But it was, he picked it because it was like that and it was easy to defend, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, you Towers know, I, when I think of mountains, I think of fault lines and wonder what the fuck happened to that fault line. <laughs> just like... Hey, man. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I I really adored this episode. I, I Should we go on to our final thoughts or should we just... Yeah. I fucking hated this episode. It was short. Uh, no, um, Pretty, I, I very much. Not really much happened. I think for me, no, no, could have been more in it. You know, yeah. um, I spent the whole. I spent most of it just going. What are the hobbits doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't no. at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, though I will say, for next week's episode, we see that um, not Gandalf. It's Gandalf. Uh, has a staff now. He like he walks on like at least a stick. So that's can't bait a good stick. Can't bait a good stick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, uh, what do you think of the episode then? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, it was. It, I, 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 I'm not as enraptured of it as I think you are. Um, but it was no. good. A very good episode. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, I. I hesitate to call it my favorite episode, but I think it's the episode that had the biggest impact on the show so far. Um, yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a fairly, um, I'd say you could be fairly yeah. comfortable in the correctness of that statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause, but I mean, a lot of people complain about the show being slow paced and nothing's happening. And it's hard to keep track of names and that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Um, like, I don't want to like, you know, poo poo anyone's sort of, um, preferences, but I've been kind of enjoying the slow ride on this. I like storytelling that opens up in its own time. Like we do, it's not a recipe where every episode needs a certain amount of this and a certain amount of that. Just tell the story, like you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I think this episode was our okay. Hey, look, we need a little bit of action. Let's bring it in here. Let's have a bit of fun. And there were loads of nice, like, not the quote no, um, nods, but like, like the Rohirrim, the horse riding. All of that kind of felt more like the Peter Jackson movies rather than the rest of it feel more like the canon um, storytelling. Like, you know, general, like, oh, this is what, why this happens, this is why that happens. This felt more like this is action, this is like, it's happening now. Yeah, it's but it was like, happen. even. Outside of all of that stuff, it was a good. It was good TV. It was a good episode yeah. of TV. It was well put together. It was well shot. It was well executed. Yeah. The fight choreography was pretty good. Like it was well made. It's not. Do you know what I mean? They didn't. You can clearly see they didn't just spend the budget on nothing. Like yeah. they knew they, whoever they knew what they were doing. When in particular, well, yeah. I think in all of it, but in this, it's a very well made piece of television. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um. I'm wondering what's coming next. Um, I only, have a feeling we're going to get a lot of hobbits and... There's only two uh, episodes left. Dwarves. Yeah, that's depressing, isn't yeah. it? Only two yeah. episodes left in this season, so... Yeah. I, I, I imagine we're going to see some of Galadriel next because I've seen some of the screenshots and like the shots from further episodes where she's in the ashes and trying to survive. But I imagine the next two episodes, at least the next episode, probably is going to be quite Galadriel light. Probably going to focus more on the Hobbits and the Dwarf and, and Elrond. Yeah, probably. I think this is the moment where they give Galadriel... I don't think it's going to be the two. I think maybe one episode where she's not in it really as much. Yeah. None of them are, because obviously Halbrand and everybody else is with her, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all kind of wrote off at the same time. Makes it easier yeah. than just taking Galadriel out earlier. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know where they go from here. It's going to be interesting for me. I think to see when we go back to Gilgalad and Celebrimbor and them, if they have any mention of a giant volcano erupting in the Southlands and covering yeah. the eye in in lightning and thunder and ashes and stuff. Um, I mean, what was, what's Elrond going to do? Because like Galadriel is his friend, and surely word has now reached them. Surely, surely they sent. Uh, they didn't send the whole army to save the village. They must have sent out some messengers to say, "Hey, we're around, folks. We're just from Numenor, just coming over for visits." You know, there surely yeah, would have been some diplomacy going on at the same time. You know, possibly. You'd imagine yeah. the queen would have sent a messenger to somebody 
just to be yeah. like, yeah, listen, come join us in the Southlands. We're going to go wreck the place. I mean, set yeah. up a kit. I mean, a puppet kit. I mean, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, the guy, the crazy beard's trying to overthrow. What? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Two episodes left. How many seasons did they say they'd do again? I think they committed to five originally. But yeah. I, I'm not sure if that was five Lord of the Rings things. Like, I don't know if it was specifically five seasons of Rings of Power, if you get me. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, season has had a rough ride with viewers. Do you think we're still going to get five seasons out of this? Oh, God, yeah. It hasn't had a rough ride in numbers of people watching it. Yeah. Like, people are, like, like people are giving out, but it's yeah. fucking massive. Yeah. But I, I still see way more giving out than positivity. And to be fair, Game of Thrones had, well, when it first started, had a lot more positivity around. Like, they have to be listening a little bit to that crowd. They can't just completely ignore it, surely. Eh. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not, I don't see as many criticisms as you, to be honest. I only see them. I mean, we literally have a, just a, Peek through the fourth wall. Having have said that, you. having said that, okay. I did okay. see, right. right, somebody made a post on the Wheel of Time subreddit this morning or yesterday and said that uh, after watching how bad Rings of Power is, it's made them appreciate the Wheel of Time show more because it was, oh. like, better. Now, in response... Every single comment was, you're an idiot. The Rings of Power is way better than the Wheel of Time did it. And, it, and <laughs> I mean, it is, to be fair. I know you're a Wheel of Time fan, but I think the Law- Rings of Power show has done a better job at portraying its source material. Uh, it, yes, kind of, yes. I, it, it, I wouldn't. That's okay, because, it's like again, this no. is the second attempt at fantasy. No, it's a better TV know? show. I don't know if I'd yeah. agree that it's better at portraying its source material, but it's a better well, TV let's show. Okay, that yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a better, it is a better TV show. Look, listen, I, I could go on forever. The Wheel of Time also had a lot and a lot and a lot of problems that the Rings of Power didn't. Yeah. It thanks in no part to COVID and actors dropping out in the middle of the filming mm. and just lots of things that the the ending that we got was the only one they could have made. It was that, or they yeah. just like didn't do, and they just didn't end yeah. the show for two years or something. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 on board. Let's see where yeah. we go. Come on, Nori, do something interesting, please. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I I only ever see negative stuff. Maybe I keep in, um, you know, the wrong kind of company, but. I just really hope the show doesn't get killed in its infancy. That's all. That's that's no, my it's not going to be. They've spent too much well, money on it. It's like, not going to get cancelled. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, might be put in the back burner though for a little bit. No, I don't think so. No? Okay, no. well, look. This is Amazon. This is their big thing. Like, this is... Yeah. I've never even seen them advertise anything as much as they've, they're doing with this. Like, it's everywhere. It's to this be fair, is, Prime in Europe is shy. They've spent so much money on this thing. Like, yeah. it's... Um, they're never... They're not just going to stop. Yeah. All right. Anyway, folks, uh, we hope you had a good time uh, listening to us. We hope you enjoyed the episode or not. Tell us if you did enjoy the episode. Um, you know, maybe respond in the comments and 
don't just read our description and make up your own comments based on description and actually listen to our podcast. That's just to like one person who's not going to be listening to this, so don't even worry. Uh, folks, have a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you in like four days. <laughs> All right, bye bye. Thank <laughs> you.